Welcome to GradCast, the official podcast of the Society of Graduate Students at the University of Western Ontario. Hello everyone and welcome back to GradCast, the official radio show of the Society of Graduate Students here at the University of Western Ontario. It's St. Patty's Day and we're recording here at Grad Club. I'll be your host today, Tyson Davis. I'm with Gina Coombe. So today we have two volunteers from Frontier College. Um, could you please introduce yourselves? Uh, yeah, so I'm Catherine Lee. Um, I'm in the fourth year of my PhD in Farm Talk. My name is Brandon Belbeck. I am currently in my second year of my master's studying neuroscience. Awesome. Neuroscience. All right, well, let's get into it. And I'm going to pitch it to Gina now to start us off. Okay, so welcome first. Um, so for those that are not really familiar with Frontier College, can you guys um, give us a little bit of background of what Frontier College is? Okay. Um, so Frontier College was basically founded a long time ago, um, in 1899. Um, so it's Canada's original not-for-profit uh, literacy organization. Um, so it sort of started with um, what are called labor uh, teachers. So what they would do is they get um, sort of undergraduate university students to go work um, on the frontier, so at mining camps, um, on the railways, um, and so they'd work with the, the laborers during the day, they get paid the same rate, and then at night um, they would teach them literacy, literacy skills, so how to read, how to write, um, everything like that. Um, so now we still have that program in place, um, but we're more of a nationwide literacy organization, so we have thousands of volunteers, we've helped millions of Canadians um, with literacy programs, so we run, we run everything from kids to adult um, literacy programs in Canada. So because you really focus and stress on literacy, is literacy, so first what is literacy and is literacy a big problem in Canada? So literacy is basically just the ability to read and write and around the around the university scene you don't notice it as much because most people here are literate but actually one in six Canadians don't have basic literacy, literacy skills so literacy is a fundamental um, fundamental right that all Canadians have and will help them succeed in their life. So um, how do you define uh, just a, how do you define what distinguishes a person between illiterate and literate? Like, what, where is that, like, kind of benchmark? If you don't mind me asking. It's probably a gradient. I don't think it's black and white. But if you want to go to the basics, if you're literate, you know, you can, you can read at a level of competency that um, is appropriate for your age. So there's certain sort of curriculum expectations that we have now as children and high school students and adults. Um, so even though we're a first world country, um, you'll see if you go and volunteer at the school programs and you, you work with some adults, um, they're not at the level they, they should be. So it's something we need to be aware of, even though we think it's not a problem. Awesome. So, so what specifically do you guys do with Frontier College? So both of us are actually in the organizational team. So we're responsible for recruiting volunteers, training them, and then integrating them into our programs that we have across London. So we have a variety of literacy programs across London, either based um, for children or older adults, as she said, people trying to get their GED or actual full adults. And what we do is 
besides training these volunteers, we also were out there as well. So we work with the volunteers and with the learners at the programs. And basically our main goal is just to increase the literacy of all um, learners and all Canadians at our programs. So I guess what kind of differentiates between Frontier College and other organizations that provide similar services? Because as far as I'm aware, like YMCA provides services to those that are that may be illiterate um, and those like specialized programs. So what makes Frontier College so special? <laughs> um, I like I don't really think it's a disadvantage of many opportunities for people who need literacy help. Um, and so I think Frontier College is mainly about literacy. So if you if you go to the YMCA programs, there's lots of, for example, new immigrant programs. Um, I think we're more focused on um, the literacy aspect, including not just reading and writing, but let's say like numeracy, literacy, um, different kinds of understanding um, that comes when you actually know how to read and write properly. Um, and so I think something special too with us is um, our engagement with the community. So we don't have a frontier college um, building or school, for example, in London. So we work with the Boys and Girls Club. They, they give us space two days a week. Um, we work at an after-school program, um, or we go to a high school. Um, and so the communities really open their doors to us. So I think that makes us special. So we're sort of, we're sort of right there. Um, and the number of students that we can engage that way, especially university students, um, I think is something um, more special. So, and then, just, can I just please go ahead. <laughs> just because you said you were involved with the volunteers and the learners that um, participate, um, have you come across any challenges um, while you go into these sessions? Um, one of the challenges I faced is that I volunteer with younger children. So, a lot of the times they, a lot of the times they don't want to be engaged, they don't want to come after school and then go do, do some literacy activities. So a lot of it is actually engaging the, a lot of it is engaging the children and getting them to actually want to try to improve their literacy. So some of our programs are after school homework clubs, so we kind of say, all right, you can do your homework with us and then that way you don't have to do it later, so we can help you finish your homework or just helping, um, Helping get the children involved is um, one of the key yeah. um, troubles that they Yes, yeah, like same for me. So I, I run the Reading Circle program at the Boys and Girls Club. So pretty much everyone is 13 and under. Um, and the Boys and Girls Club is actually amazing. So it's this totally safe place. Um, they have a ball pit. They have a swimming pool. They have a gym. They have rock climbing. They have other activities. So like we have to make activities that can sort of hold their attention and sort of compete with the other things that are there. Um, so we plan different activities every week. Um, and that's something we have to think about. And also the age of the children. Um, you have to have a lot of patience <laughs> to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. What's good about a lot of our programs, too, is that at the locations where they're run, there is this sort of stuff. So they can do some homework, and then they can go play for 15 minutes or something, and then say, all right, come back after. We'll work on another few questions mm -hmm. or something. So that helps them get more involved as well. 
So are there any um, like kind of specific requirements um, in order to become a volunteer with Frontier College? Do you need you know, a university education or even just, is it just required as a high school education? Uh, what would be the minimum requirements to become a volunteer? For, for Frontier College in London, um, all our volunteers are um, university students and up. So undergrad, like we're grad students, um, and it's a very well organized um, um, organization um, just because we've been around for so long. So there's lots of um, sort of safety requirements. So you do have to go through training. Um, you do have to have a police and vulnerable sector sector check, which you, you need for all um, for all volunteering. Awesome, awesome. So I have one more question, and I'm sorry if this is kind of a curveball, but I'm a math graduate student. Yeah. Um, and I know from my experience in mathematics people are, I want to use the word illiterate, but I don't. Um, people struggle with math skills at early ages. Is there anything in place in terms of, uh, with Frontier College in terms of math literacy? Yeah, so that's actually something new we started, I think, this year. So we're actually incorporating math literacy into our reading literacy program. So um, at the Boys and Girls Club, we will do math activities. We'll, we'll, we'll try and find something that incorporates both. Um, and yeah, you're right, like, kids don't like math. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, you, you, you sort of need to try and push them a little bit sometimes. We do that um, sometimes with prizes or just very small incentives just to get the ball rolling. Um, and what we find usually happens, which is really good, is that they get lost in sort of the more fun aspects of the activities and then they forget that it's like almost like homework because it's fun too so yeah so don't worry about it like we're, we're trying really hard awesome <laughs> what's, what's actually great about the program that i lead is that it's an after school cooking program so you integrate literacy um advocating for healthy eating and getting the kids how to cook at an early age and then reading the recipes and all that sort of stuff involves math so we have the measuring out adding together the different things as well so uh, my program's kind of a, a triple whammy so awesome yeah. awesome so it seems like you guys have a wide range of different activities like you said cooking um, math classes are there any specific like special or the ones that kind of stand out um, that you can think of. Okay, um, so the favorite one with the kids and the hardest for us to organize at uh, Boys and Girls is like we have um, scavenger hunts. So it's a full building scavenger hunt. Oh, so wow. it requires like a lot of organization for us. But so we'll pretend they're like spies or something and they <laughs> like make their own badges and then they have codes they have to break. Um, they have to read things to solve. Um, and they just run around and they have a ton of fun and they don't realize they're actually, you know, doing the things we hope to get them to do. Um, and so that's one of our favorite activities. Um, I think uh, my program's pretty out there. Like a lot of them are, are after school homework clubs, so helping children with their homework and stuff. But I volunteered at two after school programs that incorporate both cooking and physical activity and literacy. So these are great programs because it encompasses a wide variety of um, aspects of learning, especially at a young age, all these are good to have and learn about. So I guess for the listeners that may be interested, can you give, I guess, one reason of why they should be volunteering with Frontier College? Um, okay, um, so like Brandon and I are both grad students, um, and I think it's important to remember 
um, as university students that we are in a community. We're not just sort of in this academic bubble. We need to reach out sometimes. Um, like London does support us and we should give something in return and that, I think that's something we should all um, try and do. So if you have time in your day, like I don't know, if you're running like a three-hour experiment every week and you have the time, you should really um, sort of try and and go out of your comfort zone um, and just realize this is such an, you can have such a good impact on on a child on a regular basis too. So yeah, yeah building on what she said, um, outside of our university bubble, there's obviously need. Um, there's um, need in the community to increase literacy. And with Frontier College, we're making a, like an important, lasting impact in someone's life, either whether they're young or old. So we're giving them the tools in order to try to succeed further down the road in their life. So um, being able to see those changes firsthand or seeing an increase in literacy or math skills or that sort of thing is, is really important. And not only does it make you feel good, but it actually you're actually making a significant impact in that person's life. Awesome. So, um, just building off that, you're making an impact on their lives. What impact has this volunteer experience had on your own lives? Uh, it's made me more um, perceptive to the idea that there's there's less fortunate people out there, and anything you can do to help is is always, as she said, it's not it's not that difficult. Once a once a week, you just volunteer for a couple hours, and you could be. Even though that seems nothing to us, it actually could be a significant impact to this person. Oh, I'm, I'm getting math help once a week from this person, and they're actually improving their grades. They want to do better in school. They want to do that sort of thing. So I've, I've learned to appreciate that, and I've also learned to be um, more open to um, people's different learning styles or different levels of literacy, because each, each child or person learns differently, and you need to be open to that. And, and we have a learner-centered approach that you need to focus on the individual and um, try to accommodate them and help them learn better. That's awesome. Yeah, because I, I took some classes a while back from the Learning Center here at Western, and I really like that answer because you shouldn't focus. You shouldn't focus on how you want to teach, but how your students learn. So that answer exactly. um, is, is great by me. Like, as a math student, I learn geometrically. I learn through shape. I learn through space. I learn through the world around me. But other people are just happy to memorize formulas. Yep. So I'm, I'm very happy to see you guys are taking that, like, the learning-centered approach and that's, as opposed to the teaching center. And that's one of Frontier College's main things is that we are a volunteer-based, learner-centered organization. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, what kind of skills do you think a volunteer should have before joining Frontier College? Um, I think most people have the skills to be a good volunteer, especially university students. Um, and Frontier College gives them a really good um, area for them to improve on their skills as well. So I think definitely communication, um, if you're working with any sort of learner, lots of patience. Um, you, need to, you need to have empathy. You need to to realize that when they're struggling, um, you need to be there for them and you need to understand everything else that's going on in their lives and that when you're there at that moment, you need to be able to dedicate yourself to, to helping your learner. Um, so, so I think most people do have the skills they need. So we, we always interview volunteers before they start. So you can't just sign up and go. Like We need to see that you're a real person and you're capable of 
you know, volunteering, which pretty much everybody is. Um, and so, yeah, we're always looking for volunteers, so. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm just kind of curious about the, uh, the sessions that you guys hold. So I guess it varies depending on what kind of activity that you're holding, but on a typical basis, I guess, um, is it with multiple volunteers? How big are the sizes of class? Um, do you need to bring anything? We have a wide variety of classes from anywhere from five learners trying to do their homework to I'm at a pretty busy one. I have 50 kids wow. at night split up into two groups and then we split those up into further sections. But no, you don't need to bring anything. You just need to come and be prepared for the, the day ahead. So we have yeah, 25 kids for each section. Then you split those up either into a cooking, a literacy, physical activity, and then just like a snack or something where they get to make their own snack. So we have a wide variety of programs, both in size and in what we're actually doing. So for the volunteers, are they paired up with another volunteer, or is it kind of independent? Um, so, so at my place, it's more of a group learning environment because um, some kids don't really have any problems with the activities. They just like to do it and they can do it themselves. Um, but you, but, <laughs> but you always have. Um, you, you sometimes have learners that struggle, and we actually have um, pretty good volunteer-to-learner ratios. So whenever someone needs um, extra one-on-one -on -one time, we always have someone who's available. Um, so there's a sort of group versus one-on-one uh, -on -one learning. So mm -hmm. it's, it's really good, actually. Yeah, some of our, I think some of our places have four volunteers and then five to ten learners show up, so it's almost yeah. a one-on-one, -on -one, right. one to two, so you can get actual good help with your homework. And then other ones, it's, you have maybe ten kids that you need to kind of mm -hmm. settle down and focus. And so, yeah, there's a wide range. Uh, it, it sounds almost similar to TA experiences I've had since I've been a yeah. graduate student yet. Sometimes you get a TA where there's only 10 students in the room and you, and other times you're the guy standing in front of a room of 100 people trying to somehow reach out to everybody. Uh, so it's really, uh, it, it, it almost just feels like it mirrors uh, what we go through as TAs uh, to some extent. Yeah, looking at graduate students, we yeah, definitely, so. I've had some tutorials where two kids show up and you can help them one-on-one, -on -one, or 20 kids show up and it's almost like a lecture. So, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to that. Yeah, so, like, we all have the skills to, to volunteer with Watcher College, so. <laughs> yeah, your TA skills just yeah, directly just transferred totally. to volunteer skills. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so... Uh, as volunteers at Frontier College, I assume you've had some uh, some interesting experiences. I'm just wondering what would be the most memorable experiences you've had as volunteers with Frontier College? What really stands out in your mind? Um, so, yeah, there's been a lot over... I've been volunteering with Frontier College for four years now, so I've had a lot of um, memorable experiences, but the one that stood out the most was a number of years ago I was helping a, a younger girl with her math homework and she was grade five so I had to relearn long division so she taught me how to do that but then I started helping her I gave her some tips and tricks that she'd never heard of and she said her teacher doesn't give her that much one-on-one -on -one time or anything so every week I'd help her and then actually seeing her taking these and using them so she'd come back and she's like no I can do these questions so she'd finish off her homework and she actually said she did better in assignments and tests. So actually seeing a significant change or an impact in that person's life and seeing them actually take the skills and use it in school and do better was, was my biggest impact that I've seen. Um, yeah, so, so I've been with Reading Circle for uh, three years now, and for me it's more the progression 
of most of the learners. So when we first started, um, we kind of sometimes struggle with keeping them on the activities, and we almost always needed to um, give out prizes for, for something. <laughs> so like, well, I'm going to do this, but you're, what are you going to give me, right, um, as a prize or something like that? Um, and what I've seen in the three years is um, by now, they, they'll just do the activities. Like, I don't know if it's because we got better at planning or um, <laughs> I, I don't know, um, but I'm going to say it's just... Um, They've seen us regularly now, so we go every week, and they've seen me and my other program leader um, every year for three years. So, so they know us, and we've developed a rapport, which I think is really important when you work with these students. Um, you need to consistently show up to show that you're going to be there for them um, when maybe um, they don't get that kind of support um, somewhere else. Um, and so if we ask them to, you know, do this activity for us, maybe it's not the scavenger hunt that week, maybe it's, say, like a crossword that's not as fun, they'll still do it. And um, we've seen that we barely hand out prizes anymore. It's, like, they like to do it. And I think seeing that kind of learning progression is amazing. And, yeah. like, we were able to do it because Frontier College lets, lets us volunteer in the Boys and Girls Club lets us be there to do it. So. That's, that's yeah. awesome. It seems like their desire to learn has yeah, increased it, it has. as the program has grown. Yeah, that's really nice. That's amazing. So. so I guess for those that want to volunteer now with Frontier College, how should they get in contact with you guys? Well, we have a number of different avenues. We have a, we actually have a full Frontier College website, and recently we've developed a Frontier College website specifically for London. So there's an application on there, there's an email that you can get in contact with, and, <laughs> and yeah, so the, we have a website there. We also have a bunch of flyers up all around um, university campus. We have a lot of slides and everything that go up before classes and stuff, so we're, we're trying to reach out to the volunteers, but if they need to contact us, I think our, our website so, would be the best. So the easiest way is just Google Frontier College? Google Frontier College, First Frontier day. College London, and then that way, yeah. There's, Perfect. Yeah, there's a, you put in your email there, we'll contact you, and yeah, that's the best one. Yeah, so, so if there's any one reason that I should go out of my way to volunteer with Frontier College, what, what would that reason be, like, specifically to a graduate student, say? What would that one reason be that I should go out of my way to dedicate my time? Um, okay, well, I'm a science grad student, so um, I think in order for a child to develop science literacy, they need to get a basic handle on basic literacy first. Um, and... I, I think, you know, like, why not? Like, you're, I think we do have time as grad students to work outside of the lab. Um, and it's sort of this regular, um, consistent thing you can fit into your schedule for, for like Brandon said, a couple hours a week. Um, I think we can do it. And I think as grad students, um, as a whole, I think we can do more in the community. Because you hear about, you know, like medical students going out and doing their thing, or like dental students going out um, and, and helping kids learn about dental health. Well, like, why can't, why can't we also go out and, and do something? And I think Frontier College is a good um, medium to do that. Um, because I'd love to see, you know, like when I talk to the kids there and tell them, like, I've been in school for like forever. Um, 
Um, I kind of gloss over that and I just say like what I'm going to be doing and that's probably something they've never heard before I think um, about what a grad student can do and so you can open their eyes to a new opportunity um, opposed to something they've never considered. I think the building off my most memorable experience of the reason why you should go out there and volunteer is because you're actually making yeah. uh, a big impact in someone's life, even helping them once a week with their um, literacy, either reading, writing, or some math skills. That could have a huge impact down the road and that could help them become a better person or make, a, make an impact in their community or something further down in their life. So you guys provide programs to improve their literacy skills. So now the question is, what's the difference between the programs that you provide versus what they would be getting at school for the students? So as I said last time, um, maybe at school they have um, 20, 30 kids in a class for one teacher, so they're not getting that much time. Maybe after school they could meet with their teacher, but at these programs um, we have a pretty high volunteer to learner ratio as we said or tutor to learner ratio so this is more one-on-one -on -one or group setting so more individualized learning and then as I said before we're doing that learner-centered approach so we're trying to find out how they learn and then try to help them learn either what concepts they need or we just try to yeah we try to help them learn the best of their abilities. Right, that's, that's, cool. good. that's good. Yeah, yeah that's a, that a great answer. Um, well, I'd like to thank you both for coming in today and talking to us about Frontier College. Um, for any of you grad students out there that want to get involved in something in the community, this is the best opportunity I've came across since I've been here, and I've been here for four years. So <laughs> take it from me. This sounds amazing. Uh, thank you both for coming in. Thank you thank for having you. us. Thank and you. everybody out there, listeners, we'll catch you all next week. Have a good one. That's all for this week. If you want to send us some feedback, or if you want to come on the show yourself, email us at gradcastradio at gmail.com. Be sure to hook us up on social media. On Twitter, we're at gradcastradio. And look up Gradcast Radio also on Facebook. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, the podcast is located at gradcast.podbean.com. And it's on iTunes. And while you're there, why don't you leave us a review? It really helps us out. We'll see you guys next week.